This is the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast Show, hosted by Bo Finley and Brant Walker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. As always, Bo and Brant coming at you with another um, exciting episode. Uh, today, we're going to uh, we have a roster to health inspect that we'll break down. Um, we have a few injuries that were noted today from training camp. Um, and also then we're going to get into our top 15 at each position, uh, quarterback, running back, wide receivers, and tight ends, break down our tight, break down our top 15, talk about some differences. Then we're also going to, uh, put out, hopefully in the next day or two, we'll get, um, I'll get them typed up and we'll get them put out on our, uh, on our Facebook page, our consensus top 15. So, uh, let's jump straight into it. Uh, we had a big injury on the line. Um, of the Indianapolis Colts, which is uh, Quentin Nelson, has the same injury as Carson Wentz. Both are going in for surgery. So, uh, like you, ju- like Bo just said right before we started, it was a uh, – go ahead and hit me with the time frame again. Yeah, so they're saying five to 12-week recovery time from the surgery date. Um, so, if, if you know, there's, there's – uh, Rehab goes well. Um, there's a chance that both Wentz and Nelson, from my understanding, could be back prior to the start of the season. I don't expect the Colts to, to rush either of these two back. I imagine both of them will miss some time um, once the season actually gets to us and kicks off, uh, which is getting very close, my friends, for those of you who are getting as getting as excited as I am. Um, but it, it sounds like there's a distinct possibility um, that both of them could miss a couple weeks, hopefully not too much time, because that'd be uh, very detrimental uh, to fantasy there in Indy, or whether it be a pass catcher from uh, Carson Wentz or you know Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, Marlon Mack, something like that behind that line. Obviously, Quentin Nelson's the best, one of the best guards in, in the National Football League, uh, and anybody you put in behind him is, is going to come up short in, uh, in comparison. So there's going to be some fantasy struggles. You know, this could be a blessing in disguise for people who don't own um, Taylor or, you know, maybe Michael Pittman, whoever you think is the best pass catcher there, Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton. Um, it may be a very uh, good opportunity to buy cheap if somebody starts off struggling with one of those guys, their big players. You know, if Taylor comes out and is slow because Nelson uh, isn't there and you think Nelson's going to be back by week four, maybe week five, um, potentially maybe you buy one of those guys cheap um and and get them you know and then when nelson comes back they should get a little boost in the arm um yeah you know i do uh brain i did want to tell everybody too um we obviously uh sound a little different this week i wasn't able i wasn't able to be uh home in time to record in our normal time so obviously the episode's coming out a little later than you guys are normal uh used to it and uh I probably sound significantly different than normal. It's beautiful outside. I am sitting out in my backyard on the, on the deck uh, recording this. So if there's dogs barking, birds chirping, or air, airplanes flying overhead, that explains why. But I just wanted to explain that so people don't think we have some weird sound effects going here. Definitely, definitely. I hope you're enjoying the outside. I am uh, at a cave myself in my bedroom here so you guys didn't have to hear the, the yelling of the kids in the background running around playing games and everything. Um, the struggle is real. Yes. Um, but we definitely wanted to make sure we get an episode out this week to you guys. We didn't want to slow down. It's, it's too close to crunch time. I know for me, I've got four drafts coming up this week. Um, I believe you have two at least, two or three this – not this week, I'm sorry, this month. I have this two, month, yeah. yeah. I've got four. I believe you have two or three also. Um, big, big leagues that, that actually mean something to us, not to mention the mocks we do in between and everything else. Um, Correct. But, but speaking of draft, with with that Quentin Nelson news, that could uh, you talked about a blessing in disguise. You could see some people start to shy away from Taylor, like we talked about right before we started recording. Was Taylor only moves back maybe a spot or two? I still think he finishes in the top twelve. I don't see an issue with it too much. He's a powerful runner. Uh, he just doesn't have that big boy in front of him, but he should be back in plenty of time to boost him. Yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, it could go one of two ways. That Quentin Nelson injury could really push him back, or maybe because there's going to, the, the likelihood of them starting, you know, Jacob Eason is, is so high right now that maybe they they lean a little harder on that run game than what they typically would have um, with Wentz under center. So it could be, you know, extra volume for a couple weeks for, for Taylor as well. So we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. 
Definitely. Oh, and uh, uh, speaking of injuries, two other ones that happened today. Traquan Smith of the New Orleans Saints came up a little gimp at practice today. Um, so it, it, that was about all that, that came out, that he left practice um, holding his leg. Um, same same with uh, Kenny Galladay. I haven't seen much more news on either one of them yet. Um, both were uh, – go ahead. Tyreek Hill also left practice yes. today. Well, um, he, he didn't. He didn't practice at all. I believe he missed practice with knee well, tendonitis. Uh, correct. He, he correct. He left practice early yesterday. Excuse me. He left practice early yesterday, and he sat out practice today. His is more precautionary. I think that's the same that's going on with Dak Prescott too. They're just going to take it nice and slow with them. It's their big star players. You don't want to lose them too much. It is also worth noting for those of you who are a sucker for pain like I am, that Drew Locke looked great in practice today, the best Drew Locke they've seen so far in his pro career. That's good. That's good. I did miss that. I did miss that. Um, I don't own any stock in any part of Denver. I don't believe in any of my leagues right now. Um, like I said, right now I do got four more big big leagues coming up to, to be drafted in. Um, let's get into this health inspector. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah, um, so we've got a health inspector inspection request from Jacob Carter. Um, Jacob's got a PPR uh, league. Uh, it's a one-point tight end premium, six-point touchdowns, two-quarterback dynasty. Um, he did want to let us know that he traded away his 2022 first round and 2023 first round for Lamar Jackson. So, Walker, you want to take us through his quarterbacks, and we'll start there? Definitely. Okay, there is Jackson. I missed Jackson at first looking at it. Uh, his quarterbacks, he's got Trevor Lawrence, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyler Henneke, Lamar Jackson, Trace McSorley, and Jacob Eason. Um, those are those are his starting quarterback – or I'm sorry, his, his quarterbacks leaving the draft with. Um, I love the youth that you got. I'm going to dive straight in. I love the youth you got with Lawrence and, and Eason. I think both have – I think Eason does still have some upside. Um, we'll get to actually see it this year a little bit, hopefully. Um, you got Lamar Jackson there. Um, sorry, but uh, we're not fans of Lamar Jackson. We don't believe all the Lamar Jackson hype. Um, he'll be great this year, I think. I think he'll have another top 10 to 15 season um, QB-wise. So I think with your quarterbacks there, you may struggle with your QB too. I think you're I think you're good with Lamar Jackson. You may struggle a little bit out of the gate with your QB too with Fitzpatrick in a new system, Trevor Lawrence being a rookie, Trace is backing up Lamar, and you got Eason there. So you may struggle with your QB two to start the season, but I think you got a very good solid base for a dynasty team. Yeah, um, one of the things that I'm really intrigued by, um, with the exception of obviously Lawrence and, and Easton, is you were able to handcuff both the uh, the uh, quarterbacks there and Lamar Jackson with Trace McSorley and Ryan Fitzpatrick with Taylor Heineke. Um, so you know I, I, that that's really awesome there um, because you know odds are. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, he's, he's 39 years of age. We've, it's been a while since he's had to be the guy for a full season. Um, I do think there's uh, fantasy purposes wise, it's going to be very fun to watch Washington this year. Um, but uh, having, having, you know, Trace McSorley, if, if Lamar Jackson, you know, gets hurt, obviously Lamar's probably not stepping out. But Taylor Heineke, there's a much easier path for him to success this year. And and now, really, you might have a, a diamond in the rough and Jacob Eason if Carson Wentz ends up missing any time. And Eason is a rookie or a second-year guy coming into his second year, um, is able to play well and, and get some wins going. He may find himself on the field more than a lot of people thought he was going to be. Um, so quarterback-wise, I'm, I'm not too tremendously upset i'm also not really in love with them but but a very good core definitely i know you're a big uh, mcsorley fan too i know uh i know you like seeing him on a roster there and uh easton's from washington i gotta watch him play for the huskies i definitely think he'll uh he'll be an up-and-coming qb and i think he does still still stand a chance to take over that franchise once wince's once wince's uh gone off this contract i think eason in my mind watching him play in college i think eason's going to show enough in the first couple weeks that uh i don't think they're going to be paying carson wentz any big money so uh, yeah I'll, I'll jump into these running backs here real fast um we got dalvin cook alvin Kamara, amazing start there for you travis etn samaj p ryan 
Marlon Mack, Boston Scott, and Alexander Madison. So you were able to cuff Cook and Madison. That's amazing, especially with Cook's injury history. Um, Alvin Kamara uh, is is I mean he's he's Alvin Kamara. So in my mind, you've got two of the top five running backs. You got a great base to start off this year um, and moving forward. Because if I'm not mistaken, they both resigned um, extensions. Correct? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay, uh, your Samaj P. Ryan, Marlon Mack. Mack could be a huge upside next year. Uh, your bench depth for for running back is 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 going to be rough for you. Uh, Etn, I love. Um, he'll be splitting time to start the season with Robinson, but in my mind, I think Etn ended up taking over that backfield. Um, but yeah, so I definitely like the the starting running backs you got. Your depth makes me shaky a little bit, um, but there's always always ways to move to try to try to move up and uh, and get another running back. Maybe get a uh, lower tier guy. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, it's it, the one-two punch is like like you had said, Brant. The one-two punch is is great. Finish is the RB one this year. I know we've seen it uh, with Kamara. Oh, oh, we're cutting in and out now. For the season last year. Um, there we go. Sorry, we so, had a little little issue with the phone over here. Okay, did you pause us? Nope, you're back in. You're back in. Okay, so um, Dal- Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara again. Either one of them could finish as, as top the top one running back. I expect both of them to be top five. Uh, Etn's interesting to me because they say he's been the best thing in training camp down there uh, in Jacksonville. I think Urban Meyer is going to scheme him a lot of different ways to get the ball. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what his role looks like. Um, but like you had alluded to, Grant, I'm not I'm not in love with any of the depth here really. Marlon Mack, um, you know, he's coming back from that Achilles. We'll see how he handles that. Uh, Boston Scott's buried in the, in the one of the ugliest backfields in football there in Philadelphia um, with all those names, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, uh, Kenny, Kenny uh, Gainwell. Uh, there's, there's just a lot of names there. Madison's great for the, like you said, for the Cook injury. Samaj P. Ryan, I'm not really, no expectations for. So your, your big three, Cook, Kamara, and Etienne are very interesting to me. I think you should finish pretty well with that. But if, if there's any injury outside of Cook, you might be hurt. Definitely. Uh, well, if Mixon happens to go down, you got his handcuff there in P. Ryan. So that might be, that's always always been uh, history with, with Mixon. So that, that could be a, a, a strong trading chip with the Mixon owner to maybe get you another little depth piece for your running backs too. Um, let's uh, let's jump into these wide receivers here. Uh, you got Calvin Rid- Ridley. Sorry. Um, I'm assuming this is DJ Moore. It just says D Moore. It could be David, but I'm going to assume it's DJ. Uh, Deontay Johnson, T Higgins, Tyrell Williams, Russell Gage, uh, McCole Hardman, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, he must have listened to our My Guys episode. I'm guessing so. <laughs> uh, Braylon, Ed- or, yeah, Braylon Edwards for uh, the no. – <laughs> Did I do it again? Brian Edwards. You, yep, there you go. Uh, Callaway for the, the Saints. Uh, Schwartz for the Browns. Sage Sherratt for Detroit. Uh, Dez Newsome for Chicago. Josh Palmer and Semi Frahoku for Dallas. Yep. Oh, that's your wide receiver. I absolutely love your starters. I love DJ Moore this year. I love Ridley this year. Uh, Johnson, I, I, I'm in love with. T. Higgins. I love your first four wide receivers there. Um, so, and your depth, I think Tyrell Williams is in for a big year this year as long as he can stay healthy. McCole Harbin, LaVisca Schnoll, we already talked about them. Edwards is always is a toss-up still to me. I still like his upside that he could bring to that team. Callaway right there may have been a diamond in the rough. There's something is, is wrong with Smith and he misses. Callaway moves to wide receiver one in New Orleans until Michael Thomas comes back. Then your rookies in, in, in Schwartz, Sherratt, Newsom, Palmer, and Fahoku – I like all these guys upside. They're not going to be plug in and play right away, but these guys all have a chance to make this team and make waves on the team this year and really move move themselves for futures to come. Um, I believe OBJ could be could be halfway out the door in Cleveland, so Schwartz will be able to step right in. Um, Surratt is right there in a wide open Detroit receiving room. Daz Newsom's there in, in Chicago, where the only true wide receiver 
that they really have is 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 um, Allen Robinson right now. Josh Palmer's a, a a burner, and he could step right in and get 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 some meaningful catches this year too. So I like all these guys moving forward with their teams. Yeah, uh, you know, there's not really anything for me to beat here too hard. Obviously, um, we've talked about how high we are on Ridley on the cast. DJ Moore has been a favorite of you and I for the last couple of years. We really love uh, DJ Moore is kind of a sneaky wide receiver one. He's very safe. There's nothing sexy about his fantasy output, um, but he but he's very uh, consistent. So that's great for number two. Deontay Johnson's going to, in my mind, lead the Pittsburgh Steelers in targets. He had a, an astronomical amount last year. If he catches even just you know ten more than he had last year, because he had had a little bit of a problem with the drops, but if he catches a couple more than he did last year, he could be a sneaky wide receiver this year. T. Higgins is great. We just don't know how how that uh, breakdown is going to work there between him, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd as far as targets out of the back or out of the from the quarterback. Tyrell Williams, another one that we don't know what's going to happen there in Detroit. Russell. Gibbs, Age should be in for a big, big load of work. Um, like you alluded to, Brant, we talked about McCall Hardman and LaVisca Chanel quite, quite uh, deep. Uh, Brian Edwards, you know, the one thing I'm going to say, too, is that you, you've kind of gotten kind of deep um, on Jacksonville players here. That makes me a little nervous because I just don't know what we're going to get out of Urban Meyer's offense. Um, if it explodes, you're going to be in really, really good shape. If it, if it falls on its face, your team's going to hurt because of it potentially. Um, but I will say Palmer out of out of the Chargers. That's one of the mo- ones that is is most intriguing to me on your on your bench here, um, because let's face it, Keenan Allen's getting up there in age, but he's more of a possession guy. Mike Williams is that X factor, that deep ball threat, but he can't play more than six games ever. I, we're both Brant and I are both very excited for Mike Williams this year, but it, but if he can't stay healthy, Palmer could be in for that X work X load himself this year. He's going to have Jalen Guyton to compete with, and uh, they got a quarterback there in town with a cannon of an arm. Um, so you're a deep ball threat there in in, uh, in Los Angeles for the Chargers. You're, you're going to have an opportunity to be fantasy relevant. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to watching Palmer this year. He's one of my more intriguing guys on your bench in my mind. Definitely, definitely. Uh, let's get into the tight ends here. We got uh, four tight ends. He's got Gerald Everett there in Seattle, C.J. Usmanzada there in Cincinnati. Right, yeah, Cincy, um, Adam Troutman in New Orleans, and uh, Gray, the rookie there in Kansas City. Um, you don't really have a blow up outstanding number one tight end, you have uh, two very good ones that I think could explode or could move into the top 10 by the end of the year. And Gerald Everett and Troutman, Usman Zada, I just there's so many targets on that team with, with, with your chase and, and, and Boyd and Higgins and Mixon, I just don't know where Usman Zada's targets are going to actually come from. So he's, he's kind of a toss up in the dark gray. If you can put him on your taxi and hold on to him until Kelsey's gone or till they decide to establish a two tight end set. And a, a lot of good things has come out about uh, Gray there in Kansas City. He, he, you know, he's catching on really well. He's, 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 he's learning from one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. Um, so you could have a steal there. Um, obviously, you don't – like we said, you don't have a blow-up tight end. But I think you have very good serviceable ones in Everett and Troutman for the season. Yeah, uh, I think you've got three guys – um, that are matchup based plays. Um, CJ Usman, Usman, whatever, CJ, there in Cincinnati. Um, he was great with Joe Burrow the first couple of weeks until he got injured last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then everybody kind of fell off on him. I remember he was kind of a hot commodity in our dynasty league um, last year at the beginning of the season because nobody expected that. He had a lot of targets and touchdowns and things like that. Um, Gerald Everett obviously never hurts to have a, a, another pass catcher in the in the Seattle offense as long as they pass the ball. If they don't pass the ball, then that's not really appealing either. Um, but Troutman's in, low, in line to be the guy there this year in New Orleans. Uh, he's obviously a lot more appealing to me if Jameis Winston's the quarterback. Uh, if Taysom Hill's the quarterback, he's probably uh, Troutman's probably touchdown dependent. Um, but it, I think you've got three guys that are matchup based, and and then like you said, Brant um, Noah Gray's. You know, he's picking Travis Kelsey's brain every day at practice, and Kelsey's actually taken to mentoring him pretty well. Um, so that'll be pretty exciting for. Um, 
Kansas City in probably three or four years. You know, obviously, um, knock on wood, we don't want to see anything happen to Travis Kelsey. He's quite fun to watch um, right now, especially the way he lights up the, the uh, uh, fantasy scoreboard for, for guys that own him. Um, but but I expect in a couple of years, if Noah Gray keeps learning and working real hard to learn from Travis Kelsey, that when Travis Kelsey does finally have to step down there in Kansas City, uh, you know, insert Noah Gray catching passes from Patrick Mahomes, and that's never a bad thing. Definitely. Um, let's go ahead and give out – you go ahead and give out your final grade here for him, and then I'll give you mine. Um. You know, that the, the lack of, of depth um, in the running back position, um, the couple of question marks with the tight end, love the wide receiving core, a uh, couple of question marks at quarterback as well. I got, I got to go C-plus right now on this. I'm going to go a C, a, a C on this roster. And and the reason behind that is, like I said, you're, you're a little heavy on the Jacksonville offense, and we still – none of us know what that, what that looks like. Um, there's been camp miss quarterback prospects before that have absolutely missed. Not saying that I expect Trevor Lawrence to miss. I think he's going to be just fine. Um, but who knows what Urban Meyer's offense is going to look like? Who knows how successful these guys are going to be in that system? Um, and then, like I said, the the running back depth is a, is, a, is a worry for me. Wide receiver almost makes up for it, but I'm going to stick with a C right now. Um, you know, possibly shoring up your running back room a little bit might bump you. Uh, I. Th- think right now your your tight ends and your and your running back depth might just be enough to keep you out of playoffs i'm a little worried about this roster as of right now but if you manage it correctly who knows this guy could be the future definitely i'm gonna i'm giving it a c also because i think you have enough wide receiver depth that you're going to be able to make some moves during the um during the season to uh sure up your your running back room um and and maybe even the quarterback room i know it's going to be a little harder with you know it being a two qb league um, but yeah, I think you have enough depth to make some moves, but you got to manage it right and get those moves done. And um, other than that, I, I think you got to see. I think you're going to be right on the cusp of making the playoffs this year. Um, I like the upside you're bringing for years to come. You have the youth, so I definitely think that that in future years, I think you'll be moving forward. Especially if if maybe one of these tight ends you do have blow up and they become a top top ten tight end for sure. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the C also here. Okay. All right. So let's get into our top fifteen. Uh, we're gonna discuss our top fifteen. We sat down. We wrote down our top fifteen at each position, and we're gonna discuss little uh, little differences that we have. Um, we were real close on a lot of names. We got a few names that we were vastly different on, and we'll discuss why and everything else. Um, I'm gonna jump straight in. I'm gonna get into these QBs what? right now. Hang, hang on just a minute, if you will, Walker. Okay. I, want to, I want to talk about two things just real quick before we jump in. The first thing is I want everybody to understand this before, you know, because I don't I don't think if we if we didn't do it now, we'd probably forget. Uh, Deshaun Watson is not in either one of our, our rankings for a certain reason. That's because we don't know what he, whether he's going to play or not. If he plays 17 games this year, obviously he's factored into that somewhere. He's too good not to. But because we don't know if he's going to play right now uh, and we don't know what the legal issues are, you know, all that stuff, we're not – we don't have him included and then also not only did walker and i come up with our individual rankings but we came we sat down afterwards and we came up with a consensus ranking where we made you know some changes uh, of things here we rationalized things to one another and we made a top 15 consensus ranking and we'll try to get that posted on the on the site for you guys now that we're getting into uh, a draft season so uh, i just wanted to get those two things out real quick walker. yeah definitely and once again once again uh i know we already said it once but we are recording he's at his house using a headset we're recording over the phone, so bear with us a little bit today. We'll get back on track hopefully next week or, or, yeah, hopefully next week we'll get back on track. Um, I'm going to jump right into these QBs now. Uh, at number one, it's going to come as a shock to a lot of people. I have Dak Prescott at number one. Um, and then my number two on down doesn't really – won't come as too much of a shock for people. I got number two is Josh Allen. Number three is Kyler Murray. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at number four. Russell Wilson at five. Herbert's at six. Aaron Rodgers at seven. L. Jack is at, at eight. Tom Brady I have at nine. Matthew Stafford I have at ten. Joe Burrow I have at number 11. Matt Ryan I have at 12. Kirk Cousins I have at, at 13. Ryan Tannehill I have at, at 14. And I actually put the rookie Trevor Lawrence there at number 15. 
I believe that 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 offense is gonna is is gonna uh, play into his favor. Um, I want to explain myself about Dak before you jump into yours. I have Dak at number one. He came out on a on a career record pace last year, and with the weapons he has around him, I think I feel like he can keep that up this year. So I really feel like he's going to shock a lot of people and, and end up either at the one or two spot. Yeah, I, that's that's completely fair. I, I don't have a problem with with you having him there. Um, I'm not quite as high on him as you are. I'll take you through my top 15. I have uh, Josh Allen at number one, Patrick Mahomes at number two, Kyler Murray at three, Dak Prescott at four, Aaron Rodgers at five, Russell Wilson at six. Even though I hate him, I have Lamar Jackson at seven. Can't discount that running ability. Ryan Tannehill at eight, Matthew Stafford at nine, Tom Brady at 10, Justin Herbert at 11, Jalen Hurts at 12, uh, Kirk Cousins at 13, Matt Ryan at 14, and Baker Mayfield at 15. Um, so, you know, there is there is some significant different differences here. Um, I have Ryan Tannehill at 8, you have him at 14. Um, I, have, I have Justin Herbert at 11, you have him at 6. Uh, I have Jalen Hurts at 12, you don't have him ranked. Um, and then I didn't didn't put Burrow or Trevor Lawrence in my top fifteen. But let's let's talk about this Ryan Tannehill one a little bit because that's one of our bigger differences here. Um, so for me, I, I think the reason I justify putting him inside my top ten and at number eight um, is listen. I, I understand that everybody's hesitant because Derrick Henry's in town. Um, that team's always been a run first team pass off the play action um and they've been very successful with that you know ryan Tannehill was a top 10 fantasy quarterback last year um in most formats um but i think it's worth noting that the offensive coordinator is no longer in town um arthur smith is now with my atlanta falcons and the tennessee titans traded in the offseason for julio jones now you don't trade for a guy like julio jones uh regardless of what point it is in his career if you don't plan on getting him the ball. Okay. Um, I, I think you're still going to see a lot of play action passes. And I still think you're going to see Derrick Henry get a lot of, a lot of carries. Um, but it's a 17 game season. Derrick Henry's getting old, older. He's no spring chicken. I don't expect them to rely as heavy on the run this year as they have in years past. I think, you know, Tannehill's proven himself a, a capable quarterback at this point. AJ Brown is, is definitely the, one of the futures of the of the wide receiver position, if not the present. I mean, he's here. Let's let's call it what it is. And then Julio Jones on the opposite side of the field. That's that and Derek Henry in the backfield. That's a nightmare for opposing defensive coordinators. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill is going to be the beneficiary of that in my mind. Um, so again, that that's my justification for having him inside the top uh, ten and, and at spot number eight. So Brant, do you want to tell the people why you have him uh, a little lower? I got I got him down at fourteen because yeah. I got to see it to believe it. That's kind of where I'm at with the, with that Titans. I feel like in the division that they're in, I feel like they're going to want to control the ball again against um, Indy. They're going to pound probably Houston twice this year. So they'll probably end up just keeping it on the ground and letting Derrick Henry do what he does. Jacksonville, the, the most explosive player on, on Jacksonville is, is right now in my mind is Trevor Lawrence. So they're going to want to try to keep the ball out of his hand. And I really just feel like – I want to see it to believe it that they're going to keep the ball out of out of Henry's hand 250, 300 times this year. So I I've, I just have him down that low. I just don't think they're going to open that playbook as much as as it seems like they should. I believe they should open it, especially with the talent they have. They also added Josh Reynolds, who was no slouch there for the Rams. I just he's he's at my uh, I got to see it to believe it moment moment here. Okay. Um, another name I wanted to talk about here was, um, oh, I just was looking at it. Justin Herbert. Uh, you had him at 11, 12. I have him at 11. You have him at 11. I have him at six. So we got a five spot difference. I have him at six. Honestly, when I first looked at it, I thought I had him lower than you. Okay. I have him up there. Just like you said, when we broke down that roster with the, he's, he's got deep weapons now in Mike Williams and Josh Palmer. I, I feel like he's going to open that up. He's got he should get Eckler back for a full year. Hopefully, he's still got Keenan Allen, who's just a PPR monster. He just he gets peppered with targets, and they play in a division against Kansas City twice, and then they play Denver twice, and then they play which I guess Denver really doesn't turn into shootout games. But then they also play um, 
the Raiders twice, who it always seems that when the Raiders play a high-powered team somewhere, their offense gets found. I don't think they, – they always seem to be able to find their offense to stay near in the games. So the two games against, against Kansas City, obviously he's going to have to ball out to stick with them. I think Herbert is, is – is, has shown enough to me last year, and I'll tell you right now, I was not a Herbert believer. I watched him play in Oregon. I didn't like his accuracy. I didn't really like him coming out of college. I thought he was going to be the bust of last year's draft, and, and I'm eating my words now. I think that he he's poised to have one of one of the best seasons um, this year. I think I definitely think he could sneak into the top five with ease. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um... So for me, for my, for me, for the reason, the reason I didn't rank him is a lot of the same reason that you were a little lower on Tannehill than I am. One, Anthony Lynn is no longer in town. Okay. Number two, Hunter Henry was a huge departure out of that offense. Um, been a staple of that, that Chargers team for the last several years there. Um, and let's be honest, Justin Herbert, granted, I'm not saying it was the entire reason for success. But nobody spent any time scouting him in the offseason last year, okay? Um, everybody was work- coming into the season with the expectation it was Tyrod Taylor. And Taylor looked great until he got that unexpected, unexpected, unexpected excuse me, punctured lung. Insert Justin Herbert, who nobody any- knew anything about, and then he was great. Now, yes, as the season went on, he, he stayed that way. Um, but for me, I think – Teams, especially in that division, are going to have a whole offseason to scout him, be prepared for what he does. He's not overly mobile. Uh, And, yes, he does have fairly good weapons, but I think Hunter Henry leaving is a bigger uh, subtraction to that offense than any addition they got this year. Um, And, like I said, Anthony Lynn's not there. Uh, I I typically believe, uh, to an extent, in the quarterback play of the sophomore slump. That's probably part of the reason why I left Joe Burrow out a little bit, too. uh, Justin Herbert was fantastic last year. Um, Had you know, great rookie campaign, and he missed a game, a game and a half, I guess. Um, so for me, uh, I, I just think that, you know, uh, Herbert, I still think Herbert's going to be an amazing quarterback. You know, I spent $129 on him on an auction draft <laughs> uh, un- unintentionally, but I was trying to buy him, not for that much. So I, I it's not that I obviously I have him at 11. It's not like I'm saying he's going to be bad. That's right outside the top 10. That's still, you know, one injury or one big game away from getting into the top ten. Uh, I, I'm just not as high on on his weapons and and how I think that offense is going to work quite as much as you are. Okay, all right. You want to you want to take us through your running backs? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be delighted to. Um, so it's it's worth noting that you and I's first discrepancy at running back comes in at, at, at number five, and we just have our number five and six guys swapped, and then we don't have another discrepancy until nine. Um, but I have uh, Christian McCaffrey at one, Dalvin Cook at two, Derrick Henry at three, Alvin Kamara at four, Aaron Jones at five, Austin Eckler at six, Jonathan Taylor at seven, Zeke Elliott at eight, Najee Harris at nine, Nick Chubb at 10, Antonio Gibson at 11, Saquon Barkley at number 12, Joe Mixon at 13. At 14, I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and David Montgomery rounds it out at number 15 for me. Okay. Um, definitely like like that. I got, um, like you said, our first four of the same, CMC, Cook, Henry, and, and Kamara. And then I got Eckler at, at five, and I got Jones at six. So we just had those flip-flops. Then we have Taylor and Elliott at the same spot at seven and eight. Then we got Barkley. I got Barkley at nine. I got Nick Chubb at 10. I got Mixon at 11. I got Harris at 12. I got Gibson at 13. And then I got Monty at 14 and CEH at 15. Um, I want to jump into the Barkley, the Barkley thing where we literally, we're going to talk about both these guys here, Barkley and Harris. We have them flip flopped. I have Barkley up there. Um, He's an amazing athlete when he's healthy. He is behind a terrible line, but they're gonna they're gonna be airing it out and 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 leaning on him. I feel like for as long as he's healthy, I think they're taking their time to bring him back. I still I can't I can't bring Barkley outside my top ten quite yet, just because he is such a great athlete when he is on the field. Um, but I, I will say. I did a little deeper research and looked at him a little bit more. Um, 
at his stats from last year and, and years prior. And I nine is, in my mind, I think I was really nice giving him nine. I think he deserves to be a little lower than that, uh, 10 or 11. I still have him above Harris right now. Um, but, yeah, Barkley, he, just with him being the athlete he is, he's a guy that, that that's a first-round draft pick in my mind. The, the issue is the risk, and I hate taking risk in the first round, but if you're at, sitting at the ninth overall pick and Barkley's sitting there, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I have to take Barkley over some of these other guys. Yeah, uh, so for me, the the whole thing with, with Saquon Barkley is I think a lot of people are drafting him as high as they are right now just based on his namesake. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I'm not a fool. I understand how great he was in his first year and even how good he was in his second year. But I think a lot of people – uh, draft him with the, the hopes that he does what he did in 2019 or 2018, which is when he played 16 games. He finished as the P, the number one running back in PPR that year, but he also had 121 targets that year for 91 receptions. Guys, let's let's try to think what happened in 2018. Whose last season was that? If you if you're drawing a blank, I'll let you know. It was Eli Manning's last season. He was just like Philip Rivers was towards the end of his career. He was a dump off king. He didn't have the arm to get the ball deep downfield. So Saquon Barkley was the 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 huge beneficiary of that. Now his 2019 numbers, what he did in his first year with Daniel Jones, I believe to be a lot more attainable. He finished as the number ten that year, um, where his where he went down to just 52 receptions, so almost 40 less receptions, and that those 40 less receptions absolutely make up the difference between 10 and, and number one um, with what the way he produces. But I just don't ever expect him to get back to those numbers again, not with, you know, Kenny Galladay in town now, uh, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, Evan Ingram, um, Darius Slayton. Uh, I, I just don't – I don't see it in the cards for Saquon. Um, and, and we also – he had a pretty nasty injury last year. Uh, and now he's coming back to be, be behind the 32nd ranked offensive line in football with an underwhelming quarterback and Daniel Jones still. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm stacking the box against this team and I'm taking Saquon out and making Daniel Jones beat me. Daniel Jones is also the quarterback that's thrown 15 touchdowns, I believe, his rookie year to 11 last year. I don't see many teams, you know, letting Saquon beat them and, and being scared of Daniel Jones. So in order for Saquon to be successful, Daniel Jones is going to have to take a big leap. And I just don't necessarily believe that's going to happen. Um, Walker, you know, uh, I wasn't as high on Daniel Jones as a lot of other people were coming out of, out of Duke. Um, and because of that, Saquon's going to be down in my rankings. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Um, you want to take us through why you have, uh, Najee inside your top 10? Yeah, I, I do. Um, but one thing I want to say is it's, it's interesting with these top 15 that there was neither one of us had a guy in our top 15 that the other one didn't have in theirs. There's some different positions. Um, but I, I'll take you through uh, my, my thoughts on Najee. Um, so Najee is going to experience this year with Ben Roethlisberger, similarly to what uh, Saquon Barkley experienced in, in his rookie year with Eli Manning, uh, a quarterback who's towards the tail end of his career. Um, should get a lot of dump off passes. You know the the front off or the front office, the head coaching staff there in uh, Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin, the offensive coordinator. Those guys have all come out and said Najee's going to be a three down back early. He's looked great in in, in camp. Um, I understand he's not Najee's not like uh, with the overwhelmingly exciting prospect like we've had in years past with you know with Saquon's and you know back to Christian McCaffrey coming out of Stanford. Uh, but he, he's by far the best running back in this rookie class. Got the best landing spot. Uh, Pittsburgh's going to be committed to the run with him. I expect him to have massive volume, even as a uh, as a rookie here. Uh, so I'm I'm most certainly excited uh, to see uh, Najee this year. I think Najee's going to get all the, the goal line carries there obviously, and that should hurt some of the wide receivers. You know, Chase Claypool got a lot of those gimmicky uh, plays around the red zone or end zone last year. Najee should just be pounding the rock there. I expect them to have high-volume touchdowns and high-volume touches, and, and to me that, that equals uh, fantasy success. Okay. I have him just outside of the top – or just outside of the top 10 at 12, and, and my biggest thing is, is he's a rookie. He's unproven. Um, we had all that hype on CEH last year and, and he didn't perform. And like you already hit, he's not, he wasn't, he's not one of those big old backs coming out. Like, you know, your Elliot's and your Barclays coming out. 
Um, I still think he finishes well inside the, the, the top 15. Um, between 10 and 15 is where I, I believe he will finish. I just – I just, you know that that saying, the rookie wall, and, and I hope for his benefit that he never does hit that. Um, but, yeah, just him being unproven and the line took a, a big hit in the offseason um, and they didn't do a whole lot to address the holes that came out. But I, I still think that he's going to get enough work to be inside the top ten. But yeah, I just have him a little bit lower than you, pretty much just because he's just he's he's unproven and he, and he he did fall into the best possible landing spot for him. Yes, but that line scares me a little bit. Um, I mean, they lost what two of their linemen, I believe, retired, and, and one of them left a free agency. So leaving three holes on that line is is a tough tough task to overcome. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into my wide receivers real fast here. Um, I got I got Adams at number one. Um, obviously, um, with Rodgers coming back, he's easily number one for me. I got Hopkins at number two. I got Calvin Ridley at number three. I got Diggs at number four. I got Tyree Kill at number five. I got Justin Jefferson at number six. I got Keenan Allen at seven. DK Metcalf at eight. Allen Robinson at nine. A.J. Brown at 10, Terry McLaurin at 11. I got C.D. Lamb at 12, Amari Cooper at 13. I've got Cortland Sutton at 14, and I and and I have oh, – I'm sorry, I have Cortland Sutton at – yeah, 14, and I have D.J. Moore at number 15. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I got Michael Thomas. I was reading your 15 that I have written down here. I have Michael Thomas at 15. Sorry, I didn't mean to give away your, your number 15. <laughs> That's all, all, all as well. Um, so yeah, I'll get into mine as well, and then we'll talk about some differences again. Um, Adams at one, Tyreek Hill at two, DeAndre Hopkins at three, Calvin Ridley at four, Stephon Diggs at five, Allen Robinson at six, Keenan Allen at seven, AJ Brown at eight, DK Metcalf at nine, Justin Jefferson at ten, uh, Terry McLaurin at eleven, CD Lamb at twelve. Cooper Cup at 13, Amari Cooper at 14, and DJ Moore at 15. So one of the one of the big differences here, well, there's really two big differences. Um, well, three, uh, four. Four, four. My my counting is a little slow here. Um, Justin Jefferson was a pretty big discrepancy. Not not tremendous. We both have him inside the top 10. Um, you left Cooper Cup out of your top 15, and I left out Michael Thomas and, and Cortland Sutton. So we'll, we'll briefly discuss those. Um, but my big ra- my big rationale for Justin Jefferson, um, it, granted, he's, I still have him at top 10. It's not like I'm throwing disrespect at the young man here. Um, but I, I think a lot of people are throwing a lot of disrespect and, and fading the fact that they have another great wide receiver in Minnesota in Adam Thielen. Um, and this team, regardless of how good their wide receivers are, should still be um, Dalvin Cook's offense, and I do expect it to still be Dalvin Cook's offense. Um, but, you know, I, I think um, a lot of people forget just how much Adam Thielen was targeted in the red zone, that, yes, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson was kind of the guy that, that Kirk Cousins looked for between the 20s to get him from one side of the field to the other. Once he got inside that red zone, it seemed like he was he was looking pretty heavily for Adam Thielen. Um, so, so unless um, Justin Jefferson takes over that red zone trust uh, that Kirk Cousins had for Adam Thielen last year, which in my mind there's no reason for him to because Thielen was just fine in the red zone last year. Um, wasn't great fantasy-wise unless he had a touchdown, but he had several of them. Um, I, I just don't think Justin Jefferson can – can go a lot higher than 10. I, I could, I wouldn't be shocked if he finished, you know, eight or nine, but 10 is a comfortable spot for me with him right now. There's still other wide receivers. I'd rather own in front of him, obviously nine others. I'd rather own in front of him. Um, so that's, that's why I left out, uh, left or dropped Justin Jefferson in my rankings. Okay. I'm a number six. Cause Adam Thielen had 14 touchdowns last year. I see a regression there um, for him. And I, I think Jefferson's going to pick up some of those touchdowns there. Um, he was a tremendous coming out uh, last year. He came, he kind of came out of nowhere and, and, and shocked a lot of people of how good he was. This is a guy that that came out of, uh, I believe, LSU, and and he had he had a career, uh, um, 
a phenomenal year there at LSU coming into his rookie year. He was overshadowed by Jamar Chase. I just think Jefferson keeps it up. I think that team's going to be in a lot of shootout games being in that conference. Um, they, they play the Bears twice, whose secondary got a little movement around. Um, they play they play um, Green Bay twice, and then they get Detroit twice also. I, I really like Jefferson's schedule. I think that he – I don't think he regresses too much on his, on his uh, reception totals. I think his touchdowns go up this year, though. That's why I have him. That's why I have him right there at number six. All right, so let me get into uh, Cooper Cup real quick. Uh, I'll talk about my guy that I have ranked that you left out, and then you can talk about your two. Um, Cooper Cup for me is a, is a guy that uh, I put in here. Uh, you know, he he got an upgraded quarterback this offseason. He went from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford, who in my mind is is a significantly better. Um, uh, pass uh, pass thrower um, than uh, Jared Goff was, and Cooper Cup's been really pretty consistent in his career, um, especially the last two seasons. You know, with with you know over 120 targets both the last two years, um, he caught 90 94 passes in 2019, 92 uh, in 2020. The big difference was he just the yards per catch was down uh, from 12.35 to 10.59. And he went from 10 touchdowns to three touchdowns um, with Cam Akers out I, and Matthew Stafford in. I expect this team to go back to being more prolific uh, passing the ball. Last year, they kind of got back into the running or the uh, running game a little bit after the Todd Gurley stuff um, started letting, you know, Cam Akers kind of, run the ball especially late in the season and like I said he had a, he had a seven touchdown drop if he gets you know four touchdowns back on this year and keeps the 90 90-ish receptions for around a thousand yards he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver okay I left him out uh, playing this day I think both him and Robert Woods finished between 15 and 22 or 24 sorry I just don't know which one's going to be Matthew Stafford's favorite guy but I think they both finish in between that 15 to 24 range. I'm very high on both of them this year. Um, just don't know what that that's going to look like um, yet. Um, but like I said, I think both him and Robert Woods, both are going to be out for a good year. Um, I, I put Michael Thomas in. I'm going to hit this real quick. We're, we're, we're running short on time here. Uh, I put Michael Thomas in. I just think he's too good. And I think by the time he makes it back, it's going to be Jameis Winston's backfield. And um, I think I think Michael Thomas will do just enough to sneak inside the top fifteen by the end of the year. I'm not looking for Thomas to come out and just just ball out, but he's a target. He's a target uh, hog. He he he's going to get peppered whenever he comes back. So let's jump into these types. Okay. You've still got Cortland Sutton as well to, to tell everybody about, but I'll, since I'm, I'm stealing the mic from you here, I, I'm leaving Michael Thomas out for one reason and one reason only. I don't know when he comes back. If he misses eight weeks, I don't see a way for him to climb back in the top 15. It's just too hard at the wide receiver position. If he's back before that, I could see it happening. Uh, and Cortland Sutton, I love Cortland Sutton to death. I traded for him last year in our Dynasty League. Very excited to have him back. Uh, but regardless, uh, I think his quarterback play is going to be shoddy there, and he's still got Jerry Judy and Noah Fant to contend with. I think he'll still be the better wide receiver pass catching option there in Denver. I just don't know if he's going to get enough volume to get himself inside the top 15. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to jump straight to these tight ends. we got about four minutes left. Um, one, two, and three are pretty much uh, – I got Kelsey Kittle, Waller. Uh, I got Hawkinson, Pitts, Fant, Andrews, Goddard. Logan Thomas, Tanyan, Higby, uh, Gronk, and then Gasecki, Johnu Smith, and I have Adam Trapman at number 15. Yeah, so our tight ends are significantly different. We both have a lot of guys in uh, one rankings and not in for the other guy. Um, so mine is Kelsey at one, Waller at two, Kittle at three, Hawkinson at four, Kyle Pitts at five, Andrews at six, Fant at seven, Goddard at eight, Higby at 9, Jusecki at 10, uh, Blake Jarwin at 11, Austin Hooper at 12, Robert Tanyan at 13, Logan Thomas at 14, and Gerald Everett at 15. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we had you had uh, three names that I didn't know. Yeah, you had three names, yeah. and I had three, obviously. We both had three names. Really, outside of your top five, I feel like, because we have 
Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Hawkinson, and Pitts as our top five. Probably top top probably top seven. Outside top seven with Andrews and Fant. Yeah. The tight end tight end position's a crapshoot. It's it's anybody's guess at that point. Definitely is. Tight ends, tight ends, if you miss out on, I'm gonna say top five. If you miss out on the top five, you're throwing a dart and hopefully it sticks. Um your Andrews and Fant, though though they're serviceable. Goddard should be serviceable. He scares me a little bit with Ertz still being on the on the team. Logan Thomas, I'm not sure what the offense is going to look like, but it's really almost a dart throw when it comes down to your tight ends. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, again, there there is some discrepancy on, on you and I, um, and like you said, we're kind of a little bit short on time, so we don't necessarily we won't beat the, this position up too hard because. It's really your gut and what offense you think is going to be good, what tight end you think is going to see an uptick in red zone targets. Um, to hope, hopefully, you get one of those guys if you're missing out on the on the big seven in my mind. Um, but um, like we said, you know, these are our individual rankings. We're going to try to put out our consensus on the Facebook page so you guys can refer to those as draft season comes out. Next week, we're looking at doing. Um, our, our 16 through 30 at each of these position potentially um i will be out of town until late on the evening uh next tuesday the next two tuesdays um so our schedule might be a little different brant and myself are going to have to talk that out still and see what whether we're going to try to do a recorded over the phone or if we're going to be able to get together later in the week we will still get episodes out to you guys next week even if it has to be um, me talking behind a, a, a terrible mic with some background noise uh but we will we will figure something out to get our our, our uh, podcast done next week um, because you guys have been interacting with us really well and we don't want to lose that um, so please feel free to keep sending us rosters you want to hear us talk about um, if you if we put out our top 15 in each position and you guys are like whoa wait a minute this guy has to be in there please send that to us we'll break that down on the cast as well why we left him out or why we could be like yeah you know what you're on to something there maybe we should find a, a spot for this guy in our rankings um, you know whatever the case may be so we're going to be um, getting out the, the next uh, 15 at these positions next week, hopefully. Um, and uh, I think we still have a couple spots left in our listener league. Um, that as soon as that fills, we'll get a draft date set. Again, we're going to get out some awesome prizes for you guys for whoever comes in second or third. Because be, I mean, you're not going to beat you're not going to beat either one of the fat boys. Uh, you could probably beat Urish because you know he's only half of a fat boy. Uh, but you're not going to beat Grant myself. Let's just be real about that. Uh, no, I'm joking. We are very beatable. Um, anything can happen in fantasy. Uh, but that's that's all I got for this week, Brandon. You got anything you want to add? Stay hungry. And stay fat, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>